Chances are, if you are watching this episode, you have spent a long time in the spiritual and self-help industry watching tons of teachers and experts and leaders. But chances are, you don't see the most common dysfunction amongst them, because they don't see it in themselves. And this is a dysfunction that can turn dangerous. I did a video a while back called Fragmentation, the Worldwide Disease. If you have not watched that video already, I highly suggest that you watch it now and then come back to this video, because it will greatly enhance your understanding of this dynamic. The process of life in which we encounter trauma, it fragments us, it splits us into parts. When we have no way of resolving trauma and integrating it into who we are to become, we have no choice other than to disconnect from and disassociate from it. Consciousness itself functions like water. At the moment of trauma, when we dissociate, part of our consciousness branches off of our main consciousness. Our consciousness splits just like a river does. It is an act of self-preservation. It is easier to comprehend this process of splitting that is fragmentation in terms of how it affects our being by imagining that when our consciousness splits as a result of trauma, our ego splits in two. Our sense of self becomes fragmented, so even though we have one body, within that body we end up with multiple polarized selves. Essentially, there's a split in us between the vulnerable self and the part that split off to cope with it in order to self-preserve. This is super important, because if you imagine our consciousness is sitting in the middle of these two splits, our focus, we choose to identify with only one polarity. We don't identify with, we push away and suppress, the aspect that we reject, deny, and disown. We identify with the parts of ourselves that cope to self-preserve. These aspects protected us. They allowed us to stay as far away from our vulnerability as possible. But in this state, we are unhealed, and we, in fact, cause fragmentation in others when we're coming from this place. Healing from the fragmentation is all about becoming whole again. But as you will see, this is the opposite of what most experts in spirituality and self-help are doing. To explain the dynamic that is occurring in a great so many spiritual and self-help teachers, I'm going to explain the most common dynamic that occurs amongst them, how their most common split is created. Most people in the spiritual field came from childhoods with extremely painful emotional dynamics. Now it's really important to know that most people who are actually teaching in the spiritual and self-help field have no idea that their childhood was this traumatic for them. Because we are living in a time-space reality where it's actually normal to be emotionally traumatized. We are looking for things like overt abuse, sexual abuse, and oftentimes that's not what occurred in the life of somebody, and yet there were very painful emotional experiences that they experienced. So I want you to imagine a baby that's stuck in a crib. A baby has no capacity to meet its own needs. So if it's hungry, if it needs contact, comfort, it has no way of getting those things. It's completely dependent upon the people in its environment to get those things. Now let's imagine that we have a parent that's not very attuned or is neglectful in some way. The child is basically sitting there in the crib, desperate and starving, either emotionally or physically, and has no way to cope with that. The only way to cope with that is to dissociate, to disconnect from their body. The level of powerlessness can be so intense that what occurs is a fragmentation, a split within the being's consciousness between the temporal self, the body, and the conscious perspective, often referred to as the mind or spirit. 
The disconnection that occurs when someone splits off the majority of their consciousness from their temporal or physical aspect is it mimics a near-death experience where an aspect of their consciousness withdraws back to, often sometimes, 11th dimensional perspective. It's a higher universal objective perspective. And they leave behind their temporal aspect. This is what allowed them to self-preserve in that moment. But as they progress through life, obviously, because that's the aspect that helped them self-preserve, that's the aspect they're going to identify with. They're going to identify with the 11th dimensional perspective and not even associate themselves with their temporal, human, physical aspect. By doing so, this person actually becomes inauthentic because they become less of who they are in totality. They only identify with a portion of who they are. Now here's where it gets hazy. Because of this identification, the refusal to see the temporal aspect as a real aspect of themselves, they've put themselves in a little bit of a bind. And it's that they become convinced that this part they've identified with is their real self. As they go on to become spiritual teachers, then they will teach you about the real aspect of yourself. They will teach you that it is not your temporal self. Imagine how dangerous it could be to confuse one fragment within yourself as all of who you are, as your real self, as your soul, or as your higher self. To understand more about this dynamic, watch my video titled The Sad Truth About Most Gurus. There is an old saying, no disguise could be better for the devil than the disguise of Christ himself. There could be no greater disguise for the ego than a self that is convinced it has no ego. There could be no greater disguise for the ego than a transcendental self. And any part within you is in fact part of the human ego. The identification with the transcendental aspect of oneself to the exclusion of the temporal aspect of oneself is highly dangerous for a few reasons. Let me explain. 1. In a multidimensional universe, different dimensions operate according to different and often contradictory laws. For example, from the physical dimension, death is a reality. From a higher dimensional reality, death is an illusion. In the physical reality, pain can destroy someone's life. From a higher dimension, pain is also an illusion. From a higher dimensional reality, where no resistance exists, if you focus on pain, you feel pain, which only creates more of it. From another dimension, where resistance does exist, if you ignore, suppress, or deny pain, it only gets bigger. From a higher dimension, you chose into this life to experience exactly what you experienced. From a lower dimensional reality, you created your reality because of your focus. And from an even lower dimensional reality, no, you did not choose to be abused at three and then lose your husband and then die of cancer. What we tend to do if we are fragmented and selectively identified within ourself is that we tend to project that same identification and rejection to the external reality, to the universe at large. We use higher dimensional truths to invalidate and deny lower dimensional truths. We have no capacity for and consciousness, which is to recognize that contradictory laws are both true and simultaneously exist in a multidimensional universe. I know you've heard these kinds of statements. The physical dimension is not real, it is a hologram. Pain is just an illusion. You came down to this dimension to concern yourself with only your own personal expansion and therefore joy, so you're supposed to be focused on yourself and let everyone else sort themselves out. They committed suicide because that was the best path to their own freedom, and so it's all perfect. Now, I know that many of you have been asking the question, how is it possible that somebody can be so screwed up and at the same time have access to so many amazing spiritual gifts? I'm about to answer that question. It's fragmentation. 
Let's say that you have somebody who is able to, one of their fragments in that dissociative process, is able to resonate at a frequency of 11th dimensional perspective. Now what happens then? That becomes a person who can't actually be argued with. Why? Because they absolutely do have the objective truth of this universe. As long as this teacher only identifies with that part that is able to access 11th dimensional perspective to the exclusion of their temporal self, you will never be able to change their opinion because quite literally, they do hold 11th dimensional truth. And 11th dimensional truth, when not taken as as real as physical truth, make everything here seem false. These teachers refuse to accept any part of themselves that resonate at a lower frequency like their body as true. They believe their temporal aspect is the illusion and is false. By believing this, they propagate and embody fragmentation. They, in fact, campaign for fragmentation and selective identification. This ultimately leads to death because a person cannot stay alive if the gap between the physical aspect and non-physical aspect of themselves becomes too wide. Two, this kind of teacher actively campaigns for and teaches fragmentation and selective identification. Let's take a look at why this might be so damaging. They're going to be teaching their following to fragment themselves in the exact way they did in order to cope with the trauma that they won't even admit to in their own life. They make the polarization within a person much, much worse to extremely detrimental ends. If a person is in pain, they may tell them, look, it's illusion. They may teach you to deprive your physical body and deny instincts and needs in order to reach the truth of who you are. They may teach you to tap emotions away when they arise to become integrated. They may tell you that any pain that arises is just ego, and by disidentifying with it and not engaging with it further, you will become awakened because the ego is trying to prevent awakening. If your loved one dies, they'll tell you that death doesn't really exist and grief is just the refusal to see this. They may have sex with their disciples and say, it's to heal them sexually. They may go so far as to create something like Jonestown because they refuse to see that there's any value in the physical earth. Bottom line, this teacher hurts people. This teacher teaches their following to propagate further fragmentation in themselves, the exact opposite of integration and therefore healing. What they are teaching is ego, simply an ego dressed in a spiritual disguise. Three. This teacher does not actually see what they are doing as harmful. In fact, they will be looking at teachers who teach integration as if they are the harmful ones. Let's look at how they see the world for a minute, shall we? They see accepting your temporal aspect as real as falling prey to illusion. They see any form of acknowledgement of the vulnerable self as falling prey to victim consciousness. They see embracing any form of fear, embracing any form of weakness, any form of vulnerability as being incapable of creating the life you want to create on planet Earth. I know you know the empowerment teachers around the world. This is the very laurel that they stand on. They see acknowledgement of death and loss as ignorance. They see validating pain as fueling illusion. They see the very purpose of physical life on Earth as transcending it. And this list goes on and on. This teacher is completely inauthentic, but doesn't realize it. So in fact, they think they're the most authentic. In fact, this teacher is more lost to themselves than the majority of people who are lost in the matrix. They themselves are in fact preventing their own awakening, their own healing, their own oneness, their own wholeness. And 
because they're teaching this type of philosophy, they are actually propagating this in their following. They are making it impossible for their following to self-actualize, to awaken, to become whole. If you are following this type of teacher who is by far and away the majority of teachers on the planet today, you will feel as if parts of yourself are increasingly more and more shameful and are to be gotten away from. Essentially, you'll feel like the message coming from them is you need to transcend parts of yourself. This teacher will seem to transcend their human aspect. It's completely false, but this is how it will look to the outside because they're selectively identified. This teacher will not admit to their needs, their wants, their attachments, their reactions. They will seem to have none. You will constantly feel like you're failing to meet the standards they put forth and seem to represent. This teacher cannot be in a space of and consciousness. For example, instead of being able to see, yes, no death exists at the level of consciousness itself, but also this person has died in the physical and so there is a great loss. They will only be able to see, no, there is no death. It is only an illusion. And feeling of loss means you're in that illusion. For more information about this, watch my video titled And Consciousness, the modern day replacement for the middle way. In the future, as more people become aware of this terrifying dynamic within themselves and also within the spiritual community and self-help community at large, two distinct camps will form within the spiritual and self-help field. The first camp, people who are campaigning for and aligning with and practicing integration. Integration of vulnerability and strength, powerlessness and empowerment, dark and light. And those to the opposite side who stand on the side often unintentionally and even unknowingly of selective identification being the path forward, which it is in fact not. Denying vulnerability so as to be strong, denying powerlessness to feel empowered, embracing only light. To be a teacher of integration is to expose aspects of yourself that are human, that may be associated with a great deal of shame in our culture. But it is to do so without making those things unacceptable or less than. But here's the thing, a teacher of integration, like myself, puts people in a state of cognitive dissonance. Why? Because it requires people viewing them to rectify polarity, to be able to hold space for both the human aspect and the super transcendental spiritual aspect of someone. This means you have to be able to accept the totality of a teacher being both human and beyond human simultaneously. Now here's why it is so important for those of us who are on the path of integration and teaching it to continue. When we force somebody, as teachers, to have to hold space for the polarity, which is actually a complementary contradiction, what happens within them is that it forces them to hold that same polarity within themselves. Instead of trying to push away their humanity to embrace their spirituality, they will have to hold space for both, and in doing so, come into a space of complete exaltation within themselves. We will not be increasing the gap we will be walking them into a state of wholeness. A person who does this is a person who treats all parts within them as equal partners playing different roles in their awakening. As fractals of source consciousness, we fragment ourselves in the same way that source originally did. But source itself as a collective consciousness is turning the corner back in the direction of oneness.
and integration is the path towards that oneness. When we align with this intention to integrate, what this looks like is bringing all polarities within ourselves to a state of resolution and harmony. It looks like a standing between all opposites and bringing them together instead of siding with one or another. This is extremely brave work. Why? We identify with one versus the other because what we are trying to do is self-preserve. We decided to polarize like this and then identify with one polarity within us because doing the opposite meant fear and it meant shame. This means reversing this process of fragmentation and coming back towards integration requires that we have the capacity and willingness to feel not only shame, but also fear. But I can promise you that that deep inner peace that has been a promise in so many spiritual methodologies will be yours on the other side of this integration. And so I ask you to consider, what if this spiritual aspect of you, the one that has so much awareness and that is so transcendental, is not actually the real you, but is in fact just one part within you, a part that you have currently identified with to the degree that you have rejected, suppressed, and denied all the others. Have a good week.